0: Well, man it is uh it's good to be awake and uh, <laughs> uh i actually took an extra step last night and uh, met a couple guys at max afterwards because i thought man if you guys are faithful to get here then i'm going to i'm going to buy the first round or whatever you want at max and uh so we had a couple guys show up and had a great time until the bengals came on and then uh it was, uh, it, was, it was fun to watch, though. It's fun to just hang out. and It really is good to get to be together. I want to point out a couple pieces that, just as an ongoing part, in the book, at the end of each session, there's kind of a an overview of about a page, page and a half, and then there's usually a story. Um, like this last week, it was this about the coffee, and if you didn't read that, let me just encourage you... Takes five ten minutes, but it really solidifies what we're talking about and and what we're diving into and discovering. Um, I'm going to see if you guys can can draw this back from memory. There were four qualities we looked at in a man last week, and I'm going to say the first. We're going to see if you guys can get the second one without looking. The first was to reject passivity, exactly accept responsibility, lead courageously, and invest. Eternally, and and I'm telling you if we if we really grasp that it 's not something that we really have to do as much as it's a part that we discover that we discover that's already within us that's that's the parts of us that when we act in those ways, it really just wells up inside of us now the the homework that I gave last week for us to do was to look at those areas of life, and you wrote them down in the the khaki area the work wife, kids, God, cause. And to stop a second and just say, okay, in those areas, which of those applies most to that area? And what I want to do is just start off in in like five minutes. Just go around the tables. And if you guys would, either you two go back there or you two come up here when we we start just to enhance the conversation. But go through those and just share one area that you felt like, wow. Go back there and uh, dive on in. one area and which of those applied most to that one area that you, you sensed, and if you didn't get a chance to do it, just be thinking over it as we're talking around the tables, of which one of those areas, wife, work, kids, uh, God or cause, which one of those does, did one of those pieces, those components, those qualities kind of pop up as, wow, that's probably when I need to let God reveal to me a little bit more. So just take about a minute, a person, uh, and go around and just say, hey, this is the area for me, and here's the quality that I feel like God wants to just teach me a little bit about. Take five minutes, do that, and then we'll dive into today. righty guys. Let me just encourage you on page 50, I want to encourage you this week to look at these different qualities and the quotes there. Maybe take one of those a day and just read the quotes through there. The 50 and 51 is just a great (laughs) overview of some uh, really awesome guys who had quotes that fall in those categories. But today we're going to jump in on page 58. We're going to start building on what we looked at last week and even the week before where we were created to be creators and cultivators. That's who we are. That's how God made us in his image. And then we looked at the four qualities and we're going to build on those to take a look at really the four faces that We all have and if you could uh, I would picture it this way in, in Braveheart where he had his face painted in the cross the blue and the white that those those components that we're going to look at today and next week are all really critical to who we are now I want to preface it by saying that all four of these that we're going to look at they're going to be different sizes and different presentations in each one of us we're all going to present them in a different way in a unique blend. But all four of these components are there on some level. And it doesn't mean that we all have to be equal in all those areas. It's just kind of they come together. So with that, on page 58, um, the number two part there, our society usually depicts men or masculinity as one-dimensional, one-dimensional. In other words, we, we are just either we're the, the ladies' man or we are the, the macho total stud, or we're the, the successful guy, but it's just one-dimensional, and the rest just kind of fall by the wayside, but God really made us in an amazing way, and from when we look at a biblical base, which we're going to start at today, we're going to see that masculinity, genuine, authentic masculinity, is multi-dimensional. There's many parts to who we are as a man, and when they are appropriately and powerfully distributed it really makes a difference, and we start feeling and sensing a fulfillment and a uh, confidence and a significance that, that this is who God made us to be. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to look at those four faces, and again, we are unique in those. The first one we're going to look at is uh, leading with integrity, and it's the king face. It reflects righteous energy. It reflects righteous energy, and when, what I say by righteous gives a great list there. We're, we're kind of called to be strong of conviction, courageous moral choices, servant spirit, kind of a righteous leader. And, and that really gives me the idea of that which is courageous and leading courageously. And we're going to unpack that in a second. In essence, it's providing for others and loving what is right. The king's face is primarily associated with integrity. The, the core of who we are. Psalm 15. 15.4 uh, has become one of my favorites. It just says. Uh, he, he who does what is right. He who honors his oath. Even when it hurts. Will never be shaken. It's kind of that mindset. Versus our, our world. Which is really looking more for the easy way out. What is most popular. What is most convenient. What is most comfortable. But. The king faces the one that says, I'm going to do what is right, no, even if nobody else does it. And I'm not going to participate in what is wrong, even if everybody is doing it. It's this, this character trait. A good example of these two faces is really two men in the Old Testament. Nathan um, was was kind of the prophet of the time. Now, he was a consultant to the king, and King David was the king. And if you know this story, it is just a great example of of two men. In the, in the king's face. Now, David had the title of king. He was the king, so he got to do whatever he wanted. Now, David is the one who slayed Goliath. He's the one who uh, avoided getting killed by Saul, and uh, God just anointed him. But as power often does, it corrupted his mindset, and he started believing his own press. And he stopped going out with his army to battle. And if you know the story, you know, one time he sent his army out, and he said, I'm just going to hang back. He's on his rooftop of the palace. He looks down, and there's this beautiful woman naked and bathing. He's like, "Uh, she needs to come over to my place. And he brings her in, and he sleeps with her, and he realizes, wait a minute, you know, that, I don't know how that, you know what, I'm going to cover it up. I'm going to cover up what I did. So he brings Uriah, her husband, back. But Uriah is just totally devoted to David. And he, he says, hey, you know what? You've been in battle. Go, you know, have a couple of days with your wife. And he's like, no, not one of the armies out there. I'm, I'm not going to enjoy food and pleasure with my wife while they're in the battlefield. And David's like, crud. Uh, now I can't cover it up the way I wanted to. So if you know the story, he sends a note with him. Uh, he says, give this to the commander. And, and basically said, hey, go into the heat of the battle. Put Uriah up front. And once it starts, back off. And let him uh, fight everybody by himself. And he's killed. So basically, David murders this guy. He, he literally conspires to murder him. And Nathan has a, has a tough choice here as a man. In this face of a courageous, uh, integrity king. He can say, you know what? To call out a king is, is a dangerous endeavor. Because the king can just go, well, I don't like what you're saying. Off with your head, Literally. But he's very wise, and God gives him wisdom, and he, so he, he's going to confront David. And he just says, you know, he says, oh, king, let me, uh, let me just enlist your wisdom. And so David sits on the throne, and he says, there's a man, and he has all the sheep, the best sheep that he can have. He has all the sheep he wants. Then there was another man with just one sheep, but he loved and adored this sheep. And the man who had many stole the one from the one who just had one. What should be done to such a man? And he's like, well, he should be he should be killed. That's ridiculous. That's that's horrible. And then he just goes, you are that one. You're the one you had everything. And yet you stole Uriah's wife and you slept with her and you did this. And here's the part that is the face of a man who's going to who's going to be committed to integrity and what is right, no matter what I'm committed to that. But then there's David and, and David is another example of what a man, the king's face should look like. Now, in our society, um, you know what? He could have claimed power. I'm the king. You don't talk to me like that. He could have rationalized what he did and just keep repeating the same behavior. And we see that in our society too often. Instead, David didn't make an excuse. He owned it. He owned it. He took responsibility for that. And he owned that's That was wrong. That was sin. And then he confessed in agreement, God, that. That was wrong. And he repented. He turned and he said, I'm not going to define what's right and wrong. I'm going to accept what's right and wrong. And I'm going to accept whatever punishment comes with that. That's what a man does. That's what the king's face is committed to integrity beyond what we are. Because ultimately in four, number four, the king's face is also associated with leadership. other providing, protecting, anticipates, defines direction, charts a wise course, develops harmony and and really that's impossible apart from coming to god's to god's side now the character of the king's face when it is out of balance and i drew this over here because it's it's just a a visual of what can happen if we are too far on one side or another we're going to be out of balance and let me give you an example that if if we are really in the caught up in the circumstances of this king face that I am control, we can lean towards being a bully or a tyrant or a dictator. And can I tell you, I've, I've experienced that where I don't know, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands or even chime in, but where I've gotten caught up in the circumstance. Look at the bills we're paying. Look at all that's coming in. I'm working my tail off. And you know what? Why are you questioning this? And I can be that way. I've been that way with my wife before. And God's convicted me of that of going, hey, yes, all that's true. But the king, the king doesn't doesn't act out that way in a tyrant way. But on the other end, um, and I've also been guilty of this, where it's like, I don't want to deal with the conflict. I don't want another argument or fight. And so instead of standing for what I know is right, I kind of lean towards compromise and compromising the truth, not compromising with my wife, but compromising the truth and what I know is right and what I know needs to happen just to avoid it. And in the king's face, we're called to live in the middle of that. And we get in the middle uh, by depending on Christ and and relying on the truth above what we feel, relying on the truth above the circumstances. So living in that middle part. There's a uh, Proverbs 27. It says, A righteous man leads a blameless life. And blessed are his children in his home after him. It's, it's that middle of, I'm going to follow Christ. And I want to give one other on this king part of it. Because I hear it in our society about leaving a legacy. What, are, what legacy are you going to leave? And I heard somebody a few weeks ago share this line. I can't remember who it was, but it was powerful. He said, you know, I keep hearing people saying, I want to leave a legacy. He said, you can't. You can't leave a legacy. You live a legacy. What we live right now is the legacy that we're leaving. We can't just decide, hey, now when I die, this is what I want you to think about me. That's, that's not the way it works. It's what am I living and am I committed to the truth? And that's what that king face is. So on the next page is the, the next face, and, and I really love this one. It's the warrior's face, fighting for what matters most. The warrior's face reflects courageous energy. Now, I had a couple of guys last week, and, and I was in the same boat. They're like, when it says lead courageously, what does that mean? And I'm just curious, when it says lead courageously, what, what comes to your mind? I, I, I want a little bit of feedback here. When you hear lead courageous, what, what comes to mind? Going against the grain. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. There's a cost to leading courageously. The cost of doing what's right, yeah. It's what's best, even if not everybody's on board or agrees. That's, that's great. Um, did anybody else feel this way? It's like that that word courageously and leading. Did you feel like you needed to go buy a sword and start hunting dragons or something? It's just, it's this grandioso idea of I got to go do something magnanimous, something incredible. And and leading courageously, as I looked through that, I, I began to pray. And I'm like, okay, Lord, what, what does that really mean? And the place that I found it most uh, clear or clearly was in Joshua 1. And I would encourage you to just write down Joshua 1. And if you've got a time this week, read a couple of those verses. Because as I looked at it, he's being called. Moses, who led him out of, of uh, slavery and out of that, leads him to the promised land. And he says, you know what? I'm about to die. So you're going to lead, and you're going to need to be strong and courageous. And then in Joshua 1, it says, be strong and courageous. And I'm like, okay. Lord, what does that mean? And then if you just read a couple more verses, it says, do not let the letter of the law come out of your mouth. In other words, dwell on it. Meditate on it day and night. Let the truth be that which guides. And he says, and be careful. So you'd be careful to do all that it says. And so being courageous is is not bolstering up courage to fight the, the dragons. It's, it's knowing the truth. And the, the fact that you're here, you're taking that first step when you show up on a Sunday and let God speak to your heart. When you open a Bible and just read a chapter, you're being courageous. You're laying that foundation. And then when we take any step to let that change us, to make decisions in those tough decisions, that's what courage is. Courage is leaving, living the truth in a society that, that fights against it. That's what's courageous. And as we look at that, you can look down here. It's characterized by initiative by protection, provision, and perseverance. The warrior's face is primarily associated with initiative. It's a cause bigger than myself, or it's really becoming something that is not natural for me. Um, it's asserting the truth and trusting God. And uh, as uh, Zach and I were talking last week over initiative and, well, the groups were going on, we are just talking about, you know, struggles of the past and, and he he commented to me. I said, "You know, what do you think of that initiative piece?" He goes, "You know what? It's true." He says, a, a, "I don't know what was it was it a year or two ago that you started your your process on that." A year ago, um, he's just like, "Lord, what, what what do I need to change?" And and he said, "I really felt like I needed to get in shape." Now stand up real quick. Just this is Zach, and he runs. Out, this is Zach, but I wanted you to see him for this because a year ago he said, "You know, God laid on my to physically to take initiative." And, and I started going to the gym because I knew I wasn't where I should be physically, and he started eating differently. You know, he weighed over 300 pounds, and that's what he looks like now. It's that persistence and just, you know what? I'm not where I need to be. I'm going to do something. And uh, he and I were laughing because when my, when my wife got pregnant with her first one, I put on sympathy weight. I don't know if you've had that experience. And our boys are 10 months and 27 days apart, okay? So they were really, so she got pregnant again, and I put on sympathy weight. I just never got rid of it. And, and we're talking about, you know, how'd you do it? And he said, well, I just started going to Jim. Like, me too. And he said, I said, you do any diets? And we agreed. We, he went on this, this really unique diet. It's called Stop Eating Like an Idiot Diet. Um, that was our diet. And uh, it was basically, I'm not going to eat a half a gallon of ice cream at 1030 before I go to bed. I'm, I'm just going to. Cut out the obvious things. And it wasn't anything drastic. It was just this consistency. And when it talks about that initiative, it's the boldness to just say, God, is there anywhere of your truth I'm not lining up because I know to be who I was meant to be, I need to do that. And uh, for, for him and for me, it was that, that process, which is really cool. Um, Warrior's face fights for what matters most, what matters most. Above what is comfortable. It's also associated with purpose. Living out our purpose. And, and for those of us who are married, our purpose is to be a husband. For those of us who have kids, our purpose is to be a dad. I love in 1 Corinthians 9, 24, it says, Run the race to win. Fight for the noble things and those things that are eternal. And I would put under eternal that which is selfless. Because anything we do that is selfless really is a ripple effect into the future. And then in First Timothy 11, and if you get a chance, this is another great one to just kind of have a time with the Lord on. Fight the good fight. It brings up that which is righteous, what is godliness, what is faith, love, steadfastness, and gentleness. And when I look at those words, those aren't really typically the ones we would look at as, as a warrior. But what I've discovered is the, those who are warriors, um, they don't have to be, they don't have to have the bravado. Now, have any of you ever met either a SEAL or a special forces guy, any of those type guys? If, if you have, you probably will agree, they're not the rah-rah, ready to go knock down a wall at any time. They're very even keel. Because here's the deal. They've been trained and they've been through it. And they've been trained through it. They, they can kill you with that Snickers bar. I mean, they, they know they can. They don't have to, to, to present themselves as matcha. They, they know it. Got a great friend. Um, we're in a small group for like two years together. And they decided to host it at their house one time. And we walk in and right off the front door is his office. And over his desk was a special forces uh, insignia. And I was like, Jeff, dude, that's amazing. Who do, who's is that? And he's like, oh, that, that's mine. And I was like, you were in Special Forces. And he goes, oh, yeah, I was, I was a Green Beret, and I did a couple tours. I'm like, what? This is the most even keel, mild-mannered guy. And I realized true warriors, the guys who know what's right, and they know how to do it, and they've been through it, they, they don't have to be overbearing. They don't have to present themselves. And that's what this warrior face is. It's like, you know what? I can be what is right and gentle and steadfast and clear minded. I don't need all that. So what does that look like in reality? I want you to write down one other verse, Ephesians 4 2. Because I travel a bunch. And it is too easy. Do you raise your hand if you travel more than five times a year out of state or whatever on business? Okay, some of you. I don't know how you are, but man, just driving in traffic getting to the airport, getting through security, getting to the flame, dealing with those issues, and dealing with people around you who do not care about anybody but themselves, it can just wear on you. And I started, I'm like, Lord, I I want to have this mindset of gentleness and righteousness and doing what's best and thinking of others in the midst of that chaos. And this verse is one God put on my heart. It says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. Uh, beginning being truth bearing with one another in love and I just thought okay gentle and humble patient and love and and I just committed that verse to memory so as I'm walking through that insaneness that warrior face of going you know what I'm not gonna let circumstances determine who I am I'm gonna I'm gonna make the circumstances better at every turn that I can that's that warrior face, that, that truth in reality. Well, in the warrior face, there can be a caricature as well. When it's out of balance, the warrior can, can kind of be turned turn into abusive or harsh or or just kind of overbearing, and that would be the destroyer. Because if the warrior is not fully confident in who God made him to be and balanced there, we can destroy instead of protect and be a... A positive and on the other end if we don't have any part of that face we can really struggle and become passive and it, it and too quick to surrender and and just tap out and say well i'm, I'm done with this i'm just going to go into the man cave whether it's physical or literal and really become a wimp and just give up become the victim come up with the excuses Warriors fight for what matters most. They take initiative. There's decisiveness. There's courage. Where in our society, what I see too often are men who are looking for an excuse. They're claiming to be the victims. They pout, complain, they quit, they're entitled, they're late, they're disrespectful. Instead of just stepping up, basically, and owning when we make a mistake and becoming a warrior. That God made us to be so in conclusion the king face and the warrior face are the first two faces of authentic manhood and I want us to take just a couple minutes if you turn over to the next page we've got the uh, the questions for this week and go through those and just kind of identify personally with where are you on this this spectrum and what do you really think about these pieces? So we've got about 20 minutes. Dude, you can jump in either. You pick a table. Uh, and uh, whichever ones look coolest. looks like you guys win. You guys are the coolest table here. So that's awesome. Uh, but take about 20 minutes. And then uh, we'll, we'll wrap up together uh, and pull together what you're discussing right now. So take about 20 minutes. Hey guys, uh, I want to ask a, a question to kind of wrap it up and I want to tell an experience because we're going we're gonna to get a little bit under each of these and then the tan part of your book on page 63, is that it? I don't have my glass on, 63. Here's what I want to do. How many of you, I, I do want to ask that, how many of you are married? How many of you are married? Raise your hands. All right. That's a lot of us. Uh, How many of you, when you go home after this or sometime during the day, your wife will say, so what'd you guys talk about? Anybody else do that? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I want us to do together here. So we'll have a simple, clear answer for that. Because I don't know how you guys are. I'm like, well, you know, about we talked about, you know, being a man. That's what we talked about. So I don't think of the details because what we do is we internalize. And we marinate on it, and we become that, where women have to get it all out. So it does help with that. But with the man, with the, uh, the king face, and, and you can look at this, but I hope that some of it came out in your conversations as well. What are some of the qualities of the king face that, that came out in your discussion? What is, the, what is the king face? What do they have? I love it. Confidence, okay uh, direction, I think I heard that okay, meek, I love it, and if you don't remember if you weren't here when we talked about meek, uh, we looked at the kind of the definition of being christ and and literally that meekness is complete power under complete control. That's what meekness is, and i would I would agree with that you can almost put that on both sides. Uh, anything else from the king the king face i would i would add to that integrity and the king face really presents itself in a lot I, I remember and maybe you have a similar experience like this when i was in college my parents were kind enough to pay for tuition but we had to pay for uh, anything else we did so i would work during breaks and i had some jobs during school as well and i'll never forget this one summer I was ready to just not think and do some mindless physical labor, and I got a job at a warehouse, and I'll never forget, it was just pulling orders, and uh, you'd pull these orders on a pallet, roll them over, they'd package them up, and I remember that during a break, like the second or third day, some of the guys that were there full time, they, they literally kind of ganged up a little bit, and they just said, hey, man, you need to just relax, and I was like, well, what do you mean? And they're like, you're working way too hard. And you're making the rest of us look bad, and I was like, "Well, okay, well that's not my motive at all." And I said, "I'm just," and within me, I had this this characteristic of if I'm getting paid, I need to do the best job possible while I'm there. And so I I I didn't ignore him, but I just kind of reconciled it. Oh, the Lord, work is unto you, not unto, unto man. I'm just going to work to to where I know I'm working unto you. And I did that, and it kind of came back again, and it became this conflict over the summer. And I just finally said, guys, listen, they're paying me to be here, and, and I've got to do my best. That's just the way I am. And they they fought against that. They're just like, man, well, you're making us look bad. And I'm like, "That that's not my motive, but I had this character piece. And I think that is the king face of just going, I'm going to do my best. Now, fast forward, because that doesn't just happen one time I was in sales and marketing in a fortune 500 growth company and I was in the top 10 in sales and I'll never forget this so it was a pivotal point in my life but uh if you're in sales you know how this works you meet quota and you do great and they double your quota and then uh, you you finally get to that point and then they double it again well this is like the third double that they had on my quota and I hit about 83 percent and there was a pretty big uh, piece of business that did not close by the end of the month Because of the situation, my my district manager called me and he said, okay, why didn't you get that closed? And I said, well, I talked to engineering and they said that they were backed up and there's no way they could install that project in the timeline that the customer needed. And so I, I told him that and he said, okay, listen, you're in sales. And he says, you're a nice guy and I get all that. But you tell them whatever it takes to get that business closed. I don't care if you have to lie, cheat, or steal, you get it done. And I said, Well, I knew that we couldn't do that, so I'm not gonna lie to the guy today and he I'm not gonna lie to the guy and tell him we can just to get the business and then show that it's not that I can't do that. And he said, Listen, you're a nice guy and nice guys finish last. When you come to work here, you leave that at home. And I just went, I I can't. And I literally went home that day and I wrote my resignation. And I'm like, I, I'm, I can't be that guy. And that's, that's the king face of going, I don't care what, what the cost is. I, I'm going to do that with my conscience. And God blessed the next phase of life that was incredible. But So that's the king face. Well, let's look at the warrior for a second. What are some of the qualities of the warrior, the warrior face? Courageous. Very good. if I misspell any of these, feel free to come up and do this for me. Um, another quality. You can look at the book or you can think about your conversations, whatever, whatever you come up with. Passionate. Very good. I mean, if we just had those, that's awesome. Anything else, that, any other qualities that come up? Brave, what would be the opposite of uh, passive aggressive with the truth brave, courageous, aggressive, but in that balance that we looked at before between the wimp and the the tyrant, well, I think those are great. I think those are are a great example of what we really want to kind of focus on now for homework this week. I want to encourage you in two realms. One, um, write down two or three of these in your khaki area and just kind of dwell on those. Maybe take one a day and, and and just pray through the Lord. What does it mean to really be confident with integrity? And what does that mean? And just kind of let it be a focus. But it's going to kind of be a fun example because if you turn over two-page, I think it's 66, where it's red at the bottom, where it says, The Price of Progress. That's a great, quick piece to read. But at the bottom, I want to encourage you, and you can do it with a spouse or you can do it on your own, pick one of those movies and watch it through this filter of the king and the warrior face. Uh, if, If you want the softball easiest one, watch Braveheart with this a couple of these qualities in mind and look for those qualities in that in that movie all of these are really good the untouchables is another great one gladiators is another great one that i've seen Ben Hur, they're all really good but watch it with these qualities in mind does that make sense and you don't have to do that but if if you do next week we'll kind of start there of saying hey did you watch it what qualities did you see come out when did that happen and and you're going to see that it really kind of Draws it in. The second piece I would encourage you is to write down Ephesians 4 2 and consider memorizing that verse. There's something about being completely gentle and humble and uh, bearing with one another in love and patience that when we get that in our minds, it changes who we are. So, writing those down, take one or two of those today. So, when your wife says, Well, you know, what did you talk about? Well, I we talked about. The fact that as a man, I have a king face and a warrior face, and it's about integrity and and meekness, or it's about being brave and passionate and courageous, and and and, and then just you you've got that. Uh, I, it's funny. Last night, two or three guys were uh, right after we said amen. They're coming up and taking a picture of this, and they're just going, "Okay, I got it. I got it with me now." Um, <laughs> so it, it's easy to kind of bring back to mind, um, but. Really look forward next week. Uh, Drew is going to actually do the faces of the friend and the lover. I uh, felt like I was completely inadequate there, so he's going to come. He's an expert on it, and tell it. Tell him that when he comes in, that'll be great. Say, hey, I heard you were the expert on love, being a lover, and uh, and a friend. Man, I'm really looking forward to this. And uh, but I'll be back the, the last week, and I'm really man. I am I'm loving this group. Um, if you have somebody that you want to invite, these next two weeks are still really great to do that. I was talking to Marcus last night over dinner, and he was even talking about maybe the first of the year doing another piece like this. So I'm, I really hope that works out because I've really enjoyed this and uh, hanging out. So let's let's pray it up and uh, get on with it. Father, thank you so much for today. And thank you for showing us <coughs> excuse me, who you made us to be. And I pray that we would rely on your spirit and we would just focus this week on some of these traits and let you uh, just Give us the opportunities to grow in these and establish those because we want to be the men you made us to be. And we love you. And thanks for your patience and your persistence with us and that you are always with us. In Christ's name, amen. Guys, thanks for coming out early. Way to go. Oh, real quick, if you want to, uh, the two pieces, if you have a eighth grade son and you're interested in the man thing through November, that's going to happen on Sundays and then the paintball and barbecue uh which is gonna be saturday october 27th it's gonna be here at the church and it's family oriented it's uh a fifth through 12th grade parents and kids hopefully they're not eating barbecue while playing paintball that would be weird but uh those are, that's gonna be a fun time as well feel free to grab those